and the children can be dismissed to the children's church, Sunday school. Brother, I wasn't sure if he was done or not, so I was hesitating to come up. Well, our text is in Matthew chapter 16 that we have read to you earlier today. And there are two main points that are answered here. One is in verses 13 to 20 and answers the question, who is Jesus? Matthew 16, beginning in verse 13, Jesus says to his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, there's different opinions on who you are. Some say a prophet, some say reincarnated John the Baptist. Then Jesus says, well, the key question, though, is who do you say that I am? And Peter, who usually spoke for the group, spoke up and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says, well, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, which was Peter's other name, he said, because flesh and blood didn't teach you that. The Father in heaven revealed that to you. Who is Jesus? The second question is, what did Jesus come to do? And he starts in verse 21 and goes through 23, and it says, from that time, Jesus began to teach a new theme, a new topic. Now that you know who I am, what have I come to do? That's what I have to teach you. He began to say, I've got to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be uh, mocked and whipped and crucified, and then I'm going to be raised the third day. And, of course, Peter didn't like that, a crucified Son of God, Messiah. And he said, he took him aside. Peter took him aside, it says, and he rebuked him. <laughs> you always know when you're going to get in trouble by when you start rebuking Jesus. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're just looking at the things of men. Jesus saw Satan in Peter. In the same conversation in which Jesus said, God has enlightened your mind as to who I am. Now Satan has put into your mind error about what I've come to do. It's an amazing conversation. It shows us something about how we as believers can be a Christian with the right confession 
and still not have it all together. Now, we're going to baptize people today. Uh, and like the rest of us, they're not going to have it all together. They're not going to understand completely about who Jesus is and what he's come to do. But it doesn't mean you're not a Christian. Even Peter didn't understand it all. The apostles didn't understand it all. But let's ask quickly these two questions. Who is Jesus? Matthew 16, verse 15. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What did he mean by that? To Peter and to the disciples and to the Jewish hearers, that would have been uh, perfectly understandable to, if someone is recognized as the Christ, which means anointed or a Messiah, the Jewish Messiah. Because in the Old Testament, the Bible speaks of one who's going to come that will be anointed. Isaiah 61.1, the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and to open up the prison to them that are bound. That is an anointed one is going to come. Uh, Numbers 24, 17, a star will come out of Jacob and a king out of Israel. Isaiah 40, verse 10, the Lord God is going to come with might and are with a reward and he will tend his flock like a shepherd and gather the lambs in his arms. So all these verses, they're just I've just mentioned three or four, but they all predict some shepherd, the, some anointed one who's going to come. And these Old Testament predictions came true in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the anointed one. He's the Lord. He's the shepherd. He's the son. Second Samuel 7 said he would be the son of God. God would be his father. He would be the son. So Peter looks at Jesus and he says, well, I, I, I don't know what others are saying. I don't have it all together on the reports that are coming in, but I believe you're that Old Testament Messiah predicted by the prophets, the very Son of God who will shepherd His people, save even the lambs, the children, and will bring us like a flock together. And Jesus said, wow, God just showed that to you. Which makes me say that if you have seen who Jesus is, and you have recognized in Him that He is the shepherd, He is the Lord, He is the Savior, He is the one the theme of the Old Testament and the and the and introduced and described in the New, that He is the person of whom the Bible is about, and you put your faith in Him, then blessed are you. That's the very work of God in your heart and mind. To show it to you, to bring it home to you, and to change you. God revealed it to him.
I said there are two parts. One is who is Jesus? He's the anointed deliverer and the very son of the living God. The second question is, what did he come to do? And here we have Matthew 16, verse 21 and 2. From that time, that is the time of that conversation, Jesus began to show his disciples he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things from the elders, priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. What did he come to do? He came to die for our sins. The primary work of Jesus was at the cross. Who was he? He's that Old Testament Messiah. What did he come to do? He came to die for our sins and be raised again the third day. That is the essence of the Christian life and the Christian's confession. Now Peter was somewhat shocked He'd never heard the idea of a dead Messiah. How does that work? I was reading some time ago Revelation chapter 5 where John, the writer, is, has a vision of heaven and he, he sees the, the inheritance laid out there and the future and destiny of humanity. And, and, and he said, how do we obtain that? He, no one was found worthy in heaven or earth to obtain the destiny that is ours in the scroll. And so John began to weep. And one of the elders in heaven said to him, said, Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the trumpet sound, and John says, the line of the tribe of Judah, that's the Messiah. And he turns and expecting to see a lion, he saw a lamb. <laughs> As if it had been slain. This is exactly the Jewish experience in the first century. Expecting a lion and given a lamb. But that is what Jesus said he came to do. He came to be the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. And why is this so? Because immediately Peter hears and listens and repeats what Satan just said. You see, Christians are so fragile. And, and I testify that after decades of seeking holiness, sometimes I feel like I take one step forward and three back. You ever feel like that? Because when it ultimately comes down to it, I am in need of someone to pay for my sins. I can never really make up for and compensate for my failures. Those have to be paid for outside of me. They, they have to be paid for by none other than Jesus Christ. So by His death and resurrection, we obtain and secure our redemption. 
because our best moments may be followed by our worst ones. Adrian Rogers once said, I wouldn't trust my best 15 minutes to get me into heaven. You're not safe simply by deciding that you will do better. You are not safe simply by deciding that you will stop sinning. You are only safe when you put your faith in Christ because it takes salvation out of your hands and puts it in His. Praise His name. An old hymn put it like this. The name of the hymn, by the way, is My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. It goes like this. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. That's our argument. That's our plea. I remember years ago reading about the life and death of Martin Luther, the reformer. Uh, 16th century, he broke free of the ritualism of the Roman Catholic Church, which... It was in the medieval church, it taught that you, you're saved by keeping the seven sacraments and by going through the rituals and by going to the priest and confessing each of your sins one by one. And Luther, who was a priest, having tried to clear his conscience through all the rituals, could not do it. Having gone through the liturgies and becoming a priest himself, he, he just couldn't get freedom and forgiveness. Then he broke free. He abandoned celibacy. He sought out a nun and said, let's get married. He actually married a nun, thus declaring faith in Christ, not faith in celibacy. And as he grew, he, he never left the Catholic Church. They excommunicated excommunicated him. But as he grew in faith, a movement began, a reformation of doctrine on how to be saved. And it boiled down to Jesus Christ. When Luther was dying, some of them came to him. They were a little, they were a little nervous because, you know, on your deathbed, what do you trust in? And they said, Mr. Luther, do you still hold in Christ alone? Do you regret your decisions to abandon the liturgies and rituals and sacraments of the Catholic Church? And he had enough strength before he died to quote one verse. He said, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. And with that, He died. With that, He died. Well, I'm going to ask those who have put their faith in Christ uh, to come. We're going to 
baptized this morning, and we're going to have a, a song, I believe. Where's my... Uh, before we baptize and as we're getting ready to baptize. And uh, Bud is going to be doing his first baptism today. And uh, Zach Lesnar is going to be baptizing his daughter today. So we have some uh, interesting events about to happen. <laughs> I'm trusting that all will be well. I'm sure it will be. But let's have prayer, and then we'll go to the baptismal pool. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your blessings to us. Thank you for shining the light of the gospel into our hearts and minds and showing us who Jesus is. May he be praised. May he be worshipped. And may we put our faith in him alone. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Feel free to stand and sing if you want. Just uh... you unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my. Songs of deliverance 
This is Jonathan. I have baptized all of Nick and Elizabeth's children, my grandchildren, except for Jonathan. And so today, he has put his faith in Jesus Christ, and I baptize him in obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised to walk in new life. 